This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today, another body was found. Well, yesterday, another body was found in Ladybird Lake in Austin, Texas. And also, the pardoning of Daniel Perry, governor. The governor of Texas says he's going to give Daniel Perry a pardon. Uh, we're going to talk about that and also a little bit more about that case. Some things that uh, actually were released by the judge. Also, Gary Faust, Jamie Hammonds from Dash returned to the show to further discuss the potential of a serial killer after another body was found in the Lady Bird Lake. So we'll talk about all that stuff. Man, how many bodies is that? That four? Four bodies in 10 weeks? Well, we're going to talk about that. Don't slam the door. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that all right so uh, but you know what i want to talk about this man daniel perry so sergeant united states army daniel perry you know we we've talked about this case on how he was uh, in austin texas you know down on fourth street working for uh uber dropping off a passenger you know trying to make some bucks there uh, he was stationed at Fort Benning. It's now called something else. I don't even know the name of the base they call it now. But it was formerly, uh, I'm sorry, Fort Hood, Texas. Formerly Fort Hood, Texas. Cavazos. Fort Cavazos. Cavazos. All right, so they've changed the name. And so working in Austin, Texas, back in July of 2020, and he drops off a passenger. And then, man. There's like protests, there's riots, people in the street taken to the street. They're upset about, you know, George Floyd. They're letting their voices be heard. Let everyone know they're, you know, really upset about police accountability or lack thereof. And so he ends up smack dag in, in, in this uh, actual protest. Now, the judge released this week some documents. Um, and here's, here's how you need to make sure you have a legal plan 
once you decide to carry a firearm. If you're going to carry a gun, have a plan just in case you have to use that firearm. One, you know, you protect yourself. Absolutely. Once you protect yourself, you dial 911, let them know your name, where you're located. You've been a victim of a crime and you need paramedics, police or whatever you need. And make sure they understand that they have that address locked in. They know this, you know, what you're wearing. So they know, you know, that your coat, the color of your shirt, the color of your pants, your shoes, whatever. So they know who you are. So the police will know who to contact once they arrive on the scene. Then you hang up the phone, you call your attorney, and then either let your attorney tell you what to say or let your attorney talk to the police over the phone. And this is the best advice I can give you directly after you've been, you know, you've been in a situation where you have to use your firearm. Now, here's where Mr. Perry kind of messed up a little bit. He messed up because once the police arrived the scene, he immediately started talking to the police. He didn't exercise his right to remain silent. You have a right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Instead of exercising that right to remain silent, he decides to talk to the police. They get him down to the station. He, he continues to talk. He says, I don't want to be alone right now. You know, please have someone stay with me. And he continued to talk to them like they're his best friend. They're his counselor, his therapist. They're not your friend. They're not your counselor. They're not your therapist. You need to protect yourself at this point from law enforcement because whatever you say, it is being videotaped. It is being documented. It is going to be on the nightly news and it will be played in the courtroom over and over and over again. So he decides to talk, 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 talk. That's where he went wrong there. And then he began to show the police officer, you know, kind of, you know, demonstrations of what he's doing, you know, how the, how the gun was held by the person that he shot, you know, what he was doing in the vehicle. Instead of contacting the attorney, getting legal advice, and letting his attorney do the talking for him. Now, once you've done all that, you kind of messed up there. Then he gives the police his phone. Oh, my God. Are you serious? He actually handed the officer his phone. You gave the police your phone. They have complete access to it. So people are wondering, how did the police get, you know, his messages and, you know, get into his uh, Facebook messenger or, you know, text messages and things of that nature? Well, because he handed it over to law enforcement. And that is a complete no-no. You have to... You need to protect yourself from everyone except your attorney. So once you've done that, the, it's the cat's out of the box. Now, it's not illegal to be racist, you know. And so it turns out he made some racist comments. Yeah, he, it turned out that he wanted to actually, you know, possibly he said, hey, if I run into some protesters, guess what? You know, I'm going to defend myself and this is how I'm going to do it. Well, you shouldn't do that either. <laughs> Uh, don't and so those are some of the things he kind of messed up on. But here we are today. He's now been convicted. Should there have been a, a reasonable doubt for the jury? Uh, I think so. But I'm not an attorney. I'm not in the jury pool. That's not for me to decide. That's for them to decide. And so he was actually convicted. Now let's jump to the other side. The other side, you have Garrett Foster, uh, who is um, a prior military air force. You know, decides to help his paraplegic. Uh, girlfriend, wife, uh, whatever it is, uh, and actually participate in the protests. Um, and that's wonderful. That's what you're supposed to do. As a partner, you know, you're you know, living a life with your loved one. You're going to participate in the protests. So he 
goes downtown. They're taken to the streets. They're marching, letting people know they're upset about George Floyd, the lack of police accountability and all that stuff. Decides to carry an AK-47, which he's done a number, a number of times. And then, you know, you had two knuckleheads meet each other. Garrett Foster, knucklehead number one. Daniel Perry, knucklehead number two. They bumped heads. And guess what? He who draws first wins. And that's what happens. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So here you have now everyone's coming out and saying that Daniel Perry is this racist individual because he shot someone who's participating in a, in a Black Lives Matter protest. Daniel Perry, Sergeant of the United States Army, shot another white guy who is not only white, he's whiter than white. He's what's that boxer? Uh, little the ginger. What's his name? Canelo. No, another one. Anyway, he's whiter than white. He kills this guy. That's not racist. One white guy shoots another white guy. It's not racist. If you want to know someone who's racist, I'll tell you who's racist. Garrett Foster is racist. You have this young man who's carrying an AK-47, whiter than white. He's pushing a black female paraplegic into uncommon traffic. Ladies and gentlemen, that is racist. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So, you know, I want to talk about this serial killer. Is there a serial killer in Austin? I don't know. Uh, But you know what? We got a video. We're going to change gears a little bit. I got a video of an interview that we want you to listen to. Take a listen to this. 
All right, so I'm here with Jamie Hammonds from Dash, documenting Austin streets and homeless. Um, you can find him on Twitter at documentingATX. We've been sort of covering these bodies that have been cropping up in Ladybird uh, Lady Lake together. And we're here right near the Longhorn Dam on the north side of Ladybird Lake, where about two hours ago, a body was pulled out of this space right here, right over here. This is where it was, right where this loop is. This this like little looping uh, branch. And this is, if you include the body of the guy that was found by Thaddeus yep. over on the other side of the lake, this is the fifth body that has cropped up in the lake this year. If Since you don't, February, 5th, February the 5th. Okay, and yes. if you don't include that, then there's been four that have that are including this one, four yes. in the past six weeks. Yes, past six weeks. All right, so can you let us know what all you found here because you got here before I did and you know what's sort of happened. So there's not a whole lot of information about this. Uh, there was earlier today around one o'clock, there was a call to 911. There was a fisherman here that uh, found a body here in the water, called 911 uh, and uh, the police came out here. They had the lake rescue folks put a boat in the water uh, they pulled the body out. Uh, the only thing that we know about it right now is it was a white male uh, and the body was very decomposed. Uh, we do not know names or ages or anything. Um, so they're going to be doing an autopsy this evening on it. So hopefully there'll be some information coming out here pretty soon. Uh, but other than that, we had the uh, presser earlier from uh, the police department. They released literally no information other than white male. Um, and uh, they did, uh, one of the reporters there did ask the PIO uh, if it could have possibly been a boating accident at some point or some type of an accident, and he would not answer that question. So, and you also did say that um, another reporter said, well, asked them why they weren't reassuring the public about that. Right, yeah. Um, when given that there's so much speculation that there might be a serial killer or multiple murders or a cult rituals or yeah. what have you yeah hey one of the reporters there did ask him about that because they are being very tight-lipped and um he didn't really have a good answer other than you know the the straight line of when you go out to parks go out with friends you know uh, be safe know your surroundings so i don't know if they're going to actually uh, come out and release any other information or try to reassure the public i know that online right now as you know uh, speculation is way up here right. and people are freaked out here in Austin. So, yeah. um, it, it's, uh, it's an odd situation with, uh, with this body here, four bodies we had on February the 5th, Jason, John Clifton Axtell was found on, uh, March the 5th. And, and Clifton Axtell, there was almost no yeah. news coverage or any, any real information about him. Yeah, I stumbled across his death. Uh, I was going through records on APD's uh, website, ended up stumbling across his death and finding his obituary. It's a, it's a long story on that, but he, but was, he found... was confirmed drowned. Yes, right? yeah, he was confirmed drowned. And, and, and the other one was Jonathan Honey. Yeah, so Clifton Axtell was uh, March the 5th. Jonathan, uh, so Jason John was on uh, February the 5th. Clifton Axtell was March 5th. Jason John, or uh, uh, Jonathan Honey was on March 31st. And now we and have this, uh, this guy today. And right, and and those are the four that have been drowned, found drowned in the water. In the water. Well, we don't know if this one is drowned as of yet. But it was found I, in the water. It was found in the water. So I would speculate that he was drowned, um, but hopefully within the next uh, 24 hours, we'll have confirmation of that. Right, cool. All right, well, we'll keep everybody updated.
as we find more info. 100%. All right, I call it number is 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. 512-643-LIVE. Definitely give me a call and, and tell me what you're, what you're thinking. I want to know, uh, do you think there's a serial killer here in Austin? Uh, you know, tell me what your thoughts are on the Daniel Perry trial, uh, the murder trial. Uh, also, Governor Perry's going to uh, pardon him. Uh, so we're waiting to see when, I'm sorry, Gary, <laughs> Governor Abbott. What is what did I say? Perry? Daniel Perry. I, I know. Daniel Perry. I know. I said Governor Perry. Man, it's, I'm mixing it all up today. These names, I tell you. Uh yeah, Governor Abbott's going to pardon Daniel Perry. So wait and see when that's gonna happen. It should well, I don't know. It, it gets handed over to the 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 board there, the pardon uh that entity, and then they have to send it over to the governor uh and and see what happens. And some people are thinking, you know, that that may not happen, but I disagree. I'm pretty sure that the board of pardons is going to actually send the information with the recommendation over to the governor. The governor's going to do what he, what he wants to do because those people are actually appointed by the governor. So, of course, they're going to do what the governor wants. <laughs> so that's a no-brainer there. All right, but Gary, let's talk about this body, another body found at Ladybird Lake. Uh, Jamie actually has more info on this one than I do. So I'm going to give him the floor. Yeah, there, there's really not a whole lot of information at the moment on this one. Like I said, it, it was just uh, this just happened yesterday afternoon. Really, the only thing that we have right now was a uh, badly decomposed body was found about uh, in between one and two yesterday. There was apparently several 911 calls uh, from what I gathered with some fishermen there. Um, the, the body was uh, uh, pretty decomposed and caught up there in the brush by the land. Uh, they did a water rescue. Uh, they were supposed to do the autopsy last night, uh, but I do not think that was actually completed. I think they were going to wait and do it today. So I'm still waiting to hear. Hopefully we'll have some information within the next 24 hours on him. Um, but it has really got Austin up in the air. Um, these bodies just keep getting found. And the more bodies that are found, the odds just keep getting higher and higher. On but it, it takes a little accidents. while for the toxicology report to come back. That yeah, take, that takes like a lo- at least three months. Yeah, I'm thinking. Not, I, I think the the general time frame is 90 days. You're right, but aren't most of them coming back inconclusive because they were in the water. Yeah, I think most of them so far alcohol. Um, I think one guy had some amphetamines in his system, um, but most of them's just basically been alcohol at this point. But again, they are not testing for drugs like GHB, um, any of the date rape drugs. So. Uh, unless they're specifically testing for that, it will not be found. Wow. And, and, and you would think at this point that would be one of the things they actually check for. You would think so. Um, you know, I don't know if they can go back. I don't know if they keep those samples. If they can go back after the fact and retest them, you would. Th- if they are actually looking into this like they say they are, I would imagine they're probably doing Cause it. Because, I mean, everyone's, everyone's thinking that, you know, there's a possibility that someone is actually drugging these people at the bar. Right there at the bar, whether it's an, an employee of the bar or a customer in the bar, you know, maybe meeting someone and dropping something in their drink and then following that person outside, you know, right. get, getting a relationship, you know, building a relationship conversation with this person, getting them outside and then being there when they actually succumb to whatever they dropped in their drink and then do, do whatever and push them in the lake and kill them, whether it's a fantasy or what. For sure. And 
Gary and I have talked to a lot of people in the last few weeks, and pretty much everybody that we talk to has a story about being drugged, or they know somebody personally that's been drugged. Yeah, there's definitely a drugging issue in Austin, whether it's on Rainy or on 6th Street. Have you been drugged, Gary? I got drugged on (laughs) 6th Street uh, like six months ago, seven months ago. What did you experience? Full blackout. Yeah, so you're I'm, I'm actually walking around and stuff, just, but you just don't remember um, what happened. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but I took a drug test the next day, and it, I was um, I had uh, benzodiazepines in my system, which wow. is Xanax. I've read that GHB is totally metabolized by your body twelve hours after taking it. Yeah, I've been told that it. this last uh, couple of weeks. I've been told that uh, I've I actually been told that even once somebody dies, uh, they might not be able to find it. So. I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody that's uh, a medical professional. Yeah, if but... you get drugged by 10 p.m., then that means if you don't get your sample out by 10 a.m., it's gone. then it's completely gone. Mm. Scary. Scary to think that. That's very scary. Yeah, it's kind of scary to to think about the fact that uh, this whole situation is essentially teaching people how to be a killer. If this if this is if these people are being murdered. Yeah, and then you look at like the group on Facebook, the Lady Bird Lake serial killer. That side has gone off the rails. <laughs> what do you mean? It's just some of the theories and stories that's coming off of that site. It is, uh, it's, I, in my opinion, it's a little bit dangerous. You know, the the uh, theories that they're floating out. Yeah, there. I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of people in that group that are, uh, it's it's speculation, um, and then there are people that it's not like they don't care about what's going on or they don't want to help but there's a lot of speculation and potentially people fanning the flames of pandemonium and connecting dots that aren't connected however in that process i think things that are true are also being found out so it's um what do you what do you call that it's a gotta pick and choose what information is it's hard there's so there's so many members now and there's so much information there's sixty seven thousand people being moderated by 10 admins maybe admins. yeah about um admins. i uh i i don't i think they're that the admins are probably doing the best job that they can and i also know that facebook filters out certain words so some of the people that are being cut out of there or blocked are not being done it's not being done by the admins it's being done by facebook um you can't post certain things you got to word things a certain way again yeah. that's 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 the big tech censorship once again, getting in the way of. Yeah, and All right, I come back. I call a number is five one two six four three five four eight three. That's five one two six four three five four eight three. Skip, I see you. I'm going to give you a lot of time there. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on the War, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 
if your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Hey, all right, so... Man, we're talking about the Daniel Perry. We're talking about the Lady Burton Lake. We're talking about the killer. Is there a serial killer? We're also, you know, talking about this Facebook group, the Lady Burton Lake Killer Facebook group. And I think the killer's in that group, let me tell you. But you know what? Let's go to our phone lines. Our phone is 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. Give me a call and tell me what you're thinking. Let's go to Skip Davis. Skip, how you doing there, sir? Hey, brother, your show is on point as always, and your guests are interesting as always. We need to get you some viewership and some ad money so we can get your message out there. But look, um, I wanted to mention two things. One, GHB can be uh, detected according to the National Institute of Health, last thing I read was probably last year, for up to 30 days after it's been administered. Uh, so through a hair follicle test. So, but the hair follicle is usually not tested in a, uh, in a uh, autopsy kind of format, mm. but they do have access to vitreous eye fluid, which is a kind of profound way to do a toxicology. I think that there's something funky going on. I was called and, and solicited to assist in the uh, search for Jason Johns and um, apparently his uh, the circumstances of all the witnesses who were around during his uh, demise or just before his demise was that he was just a regular guy walking to the house and he wasn't wasted or anything. And somehow he got uh, distracted or waylaid. You tell me. But uh, yeah. nobody thinks that he was so wasted that he couldn't make it home mm. uh, by any stress of imagination. So that's kind of weird. Right. Now, about Daniel Perry, listen, this is not a good guy with a gun. We just have to acknowledge that. Um, he's not a good guy. He was a guy with a gun. Um, and by his own comments and by his own statements, he made himself out to be a thug with a gun. So for at least two months prior to the incident that he had with Perry, I'm sorry, with uh, Garrett, this guy had been fantasizing shooting protesters. And that's okay. Everybody has fantasies. But what's problematic to me is he admitted several, committing several crimes, not theoretical crimes, not uh, crimes of imagination. But this guy says he's a serial drunk driver. He admits it. He admits being a serial drunk driver. He says it's what I am. I drive drunk. I had to drive drunk one particular night, he says in these messages, because my designated driver got too drunk. And since I had the most experience 
and success driving drunk, I took the wheel. And then he brags further and states that he caused an accident in his drunken state that flipped over another person's car. And then he somehow passed the sobriety test and convinced the cops to take the other guy away as being drunk. He writes that. That makes him a criminal. He drives drunk. He is a menace. Why would we give a pass to a menace, number one? Number two, again, within 60 days just before having this incident, he admits to having killed somebody on I-35 in some random unexplained incident. And he says afterwards, well, you know, I reported to the cops and they let me go. Um, he's he, he, he was convicted of family violence back in 2005 of beating his wife. Um, we want to give this guy a pass? You got to really think. If we're going to give passes, we did not give George Floyd an exoneration or, you know, when it was discovered that, that Detective Goins had planted dope on him. And others. All right. Now, to let me get a conviction. All right. So let me. So, let, so, so let's be. If we're, if we're letting guys who have criminal histories get pardons, then I think we need to go back and make well, sure we're consistent across the board. All right. So now to the so the first part of that, you know, he was not drunk on the night that he had to defend himself on uh, downtown on on Congress. Uh, so I don't know. He didn't submit. There's no evidence that he submitted to field sobriety test or took a blow or anything like that. So yeah. So there's no evidence of that. So yes. he was not innocent until proven guilty. Right. So he's not. So that's not even called to question any of that stuff, right? No, no, no. Nobody's accusing him of being drunk. That makes it even better. Wait, but what I, I don't understand. I mean, sure, everything you said could be true, Skip. Uh, long time no see, by the way. It is. It, it is um, true. But yeah, 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 yeah true, sure. But, but what does that have anything to do with what happened that night? You can't yeah, convict somebody based on the past of who they are, you know. Well, it's, and it's, I and I don't really have a dog in this race. I don't really feel one way or the other. Oh no, is that me? Hang on. All right. Are and, you there? Yeah, we're here. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, you know, the manifestos that these school shooters leave behind, we use that information to help convict them to show their intent that there wasn't an accident that they weren't. <laughs> insane and those kinds of things so why can't his text messages be used in the same way you say school shooters yeah well he wasn't a school shooter (laughs) doesn't matter the point the point i'm trying to make is not the class of person right but the quality of the evidence the way the evidence is allowed into that is used is you know once you're if you're the defendant the evidence is used to try to convict you and unfortunately the rules are written in a way that supports the evidence being used to convict you. Not, not, if anyone looked like a shooter, it would have been Garrett Foster. He looked like, you know, an active shooter with the way he was dressed with the face yeah, match and, tactical gear and the AK-47. But, but, not to but, mention there was an interview with him prior where he was actually mentioning possibly shooting people. So based on your logic, I, it sounds like Garrett Foster is the person who's just as guilty of being a criminal as Daniel Perry is, based on what you're saying. No, because Garrett Foster doesn't have any priors, didn't write a bunch of emails. Okay, so what about the school shooters that don't have any priors? What about the school shooters, Skip, that don't have any priors, though? Serious. I'm being serious. I'm not not trying to do gotcha. 
I'm not trying to do that. That's fine. I don't care if you do do gotcha or not. That's what I. That's that's my game. Listen, the, it gets it comes down to this. You have to show intent. There were twelve <laughs> people, witnesses, and videographers and experts that came to testify. None of them said that Garrett, uh, that this guy Garrett, pointed a gun at 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 this gentleman. And that's all fine. But those are twelve witnesses. Were they? Were they? And they're all and they're all going to be hang protesters. On, on, yeah, they're all going to be Black Lives Matter protesters. <laughs> so they're definitely going to side with Garrett. On, yeah, his buddies didn't snitch on. him out. I mean, good hang for them, on, I guess. Hang, hang on, hang on. The physical evidence, which is videos and stills, do not show the weapon being raised. And other than a high carry with the stock up against his ear with the barrel to the ground. Period. Period. So that doesn't. So that. And don't forget, he he gave a confession, and in the confession he did he said, "I never gave the guy his chance to to raise the gun and point it at me." So that all is taken into account for the twelve jurors. There's what twelve woke people. You understand how hard it is to get twelve woke people on a jury? It's almost impossible. In Austin, so Texas, it's almost probable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, Come on. Hey, 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 listen, guys. I do this for a living. I just got. I just tried a case where somebody got fifty years back last month. So or, I'm sorry, back in the in 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 the fall. It's no game. And these jurors take this stuff seriously. They don't go back there and they huffaw about who loves Lloyd Doggett. They take these charges seriously. And I tried my ass off to save this guy. You can bet. But he got fifty stinking years. And we had a disagreement. There was absence of evidence in his case. There were fingernail clippings from the dead person um, who they never tested to see if there was DNA under them that would – my guy had zero wounds on him, nothing. So if somebody gets their head cut off, you'd think that they would check the fingernails of the person who's dead. But they didn't. Absence of evidence. Now we're, now we're looking, we're, we're looking so, at the – Wait a minute. Me, we're looking at me, the photo. My, okay. point, my, my point is this. Juries take these charges seriously. There's no such thing as a woke jury. That jury went back there, and they considered everything. It took them 17 hours. It took my jury four hours, eight hours maybe. But it took this jury two days, two and a half days to sort that out. And they came to the conclusion that after having heard all the stuff, and remember the stuff that's just been unsealed, they did not hear about the racist comments, about the fantasizing, choosing, shooting Jack Black Matters people, about the creating of a defense. Like we've been talking for years on this show about how to create a defense. Make sure you say you're scared for your life. He says all those things on these text messages, and they read back as if it's a, a plan, a schematic of how to do it. And that's what happened. He didn't take the stand. Because and that's a wise move. Because had he took the stand, he would have to explain why he beat his wife back in 2005. He would have to explain was he uh, did he run somebody over, as he says in his text messages back and forth. Sometimes explain those circumstances. Skip, can I ask you a question? You Do, are you a are you a serial drunk driver? Tell us how you <laughs> caused this wreck and got somebody else arrested. He couldn't afford to have that, and then be asked then be asked the Furman question. And you guys remember Detective Furman from from uh, O.J. Simpson, the, the great Furman question asked by F. Lee Bailey. So you you're not a racist. You never use the N word. And guess what this guy says in his interview to the police officer that was played back to the jury? If you look at my Facebook social media, 
there's no racism. Skip, how come that's the police why, decided not to press charges? Stand, dude. Why did the why did the Austin police decide not to press charges? Not to press charges on who? Daniel Perry. A particular detective decided not to advance the idea. That's one detective. Why? But why? That's, That's my question is why would he? Because few gets a racist. Those people of us who work in this business, we know these things. So you, do you think it's also possible that the people who came that? to um, Garrett Foster's defense also could have had their own ulterior motives? The problem it doesn't is, just work argue. one way. The problem is you guys are arguing things that were already presented to a jury. And those 12 August people who were selected for that particular job answered the questions. You guys can't keep asking the questions and then disregarding what the answer was. That's what you're doing. Stop it. Now let's look and see if this guy's entitled to a pardon. Now a pardon goes to good people. All right, hold on, Skip. Pardon hold on, we got to go. We got to go to a break. We come back. We'll finish this conversation. But keep in mind, Garrett Foster, the redhead, the ginger, white guy, face mask, tactical gear. He was pushing his paraplegic black wife, female, his girlfriend, in front of oncoming traffic. Got to ask who really is the racist here. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about that. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so, you know, it, it, we're, we're crying over spilt milk here. Uh, Daniel Perry has actually been convicted. He's a convicted murderer now. So the question on the table really is, hey, should the governor pardon this guy? That's the question on the table. Skip? We, we pardon people who have been wrongly convicted, or we pardon people who are good people who were in unexplained circumstances. But I don't think that this is one of those circumstances where you can say uh, – where you can disregard the fact that this person uh, has been engaged in a lot of criminality in a very recent amount of time. Um, and that – you know, if you want to paint this guy as a good guy with a gun, I'm afraid his criminality makes it – he's just as thuggish as – any any Black Lives Matter thug who was armed. But we we look so, at we look at the law. We look at we have a castle doctrine. We have a stay in your ground law. You know, when it comes to the castle doctrine, if someone enters my vehicle, tries to remove me from my vehicle, tries to kill me while I'm in my vehicle, I can use force, deadly force to stop them. Uh, the stay in your ground law says anywhere I have a right to be, uh, as long as I'm not committing a crime, something greater than a class C misdemeanor. Uh, and I don't provoke someone, then I can use, I can stand my ground. I can defend myself. So under the stand your ground law, the castle doctrine, I think he's okay. Yeah, you know, I will say the only point here that that Skip has that I would say is uh, pertinent is that did this guy instigate something? And when he does talk about uh, his past social media or text messages or whatever, um, is how do we determine if this guy purposefully drove into that uh, on that right turn? Because in that is is in my opinion what changes everything. And, and, and let me let me make it absolutely bluntly clear: the three of us sitting here, the five of us sitting here, is as fun as we are, and uh, and as brilliant as we are, 
We didn't just figure this out. That got presented to the jury. If you look at the jury charge, and I thought I had sent you a copy, Mark. I don't remember if you've got it there handy. Um, but if you look at the jury charge, it's a roadmap to how to figure out the case. And it states in the very beginning, and I'll be quick so we can have more comments. It says, did this guy commit murder by the definition of murder? And the definition of murder is pretty simple. And once you get through the definition of murder, is that murder justified by self-defense and the use of lethal force? And then it explains what the castle doctrine is and where it applies and how it applies. And then the question becomes, except in cases of provocation, this blah, 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 there's three or four exceptions. So those are all listed on the jury charge. So they went through this process that you're going through now, and they went through it mechanically, and they heard all the evidence, and they came away from hearing all the evidence with a with a particular uh, view of things. And they debated it for 17 hours, and in the end, they spat out and, and someone someone went home and someone went home and researched some stuff on their own and brought it back. You know that doesn't that doesn't necessarily nullify things, but it certainly is a, a violation of the judge's uh, instructions, which could result in uh, a, a trial being reversed <clears throat> at appeal, but not in a pardon. It's extraordinary. We've never had a pardon on something like that, not in Texas. Okay. All right. So there's there's there are there are tools available. If you want to undermine the rule of law in Texas, then just make it so just go ahead and pardon a Black Lives Matter a, a murder of a Black Lives Matter ally. And if you don't think that that's going to cause more trouble again, especially in light of all of the things that have been unsealed. And the things that I pointed to that have been unsealed have not been pounced upon on the media because the media doesn't recognize that in trial, calling somebody an N-word ain't that bad necessarily. But if you get painted with the stink of career criminal, walking crime spree, that's the guy we look at and we say, yeah, we can't have him in society. Give him 20 instead of five. And we're going to give him a pardon? Okay. I hear you, Skip. And so... So I, I so I, I urge them to let the appeals process work, and let's see where we wind up after the errors that they're accusing the jurors have engaged in, you know, how they get sorted out. But as for pardon, it makes it pretty hard for me to look at this guy and think that there's not going to be a whole bunch of protests. Oh, it's going to be protests. Yeah, probably yeah. more than just protests. It might even be riots. We might as well get ready for it, plan for it. You know, get your security ready. Do what you need to do because it's going to happen. You think Abbott's actually going to do it? I think Abbott's going to pardon this guy, and I think there's going to be protests and riots. And you know, it's a, you know, he's he he said it. He has to do it. He said it. He has to do it. But no, he said it. He said it, and he's intelligent. He's a good politician. But he's been doing politics for a long time. He said that he'll do it upon the recommendation of the board of pardons and paroles. Now they're all appointees. Yeah, he put a little, and they're all appointees, and he appointed them, so they're going to do what he really wants. So and if, if they, they don't, don't do it, it, that means he didn't want it. And that, I think, is what well, Skip's getting at, right? That's his out. That's the caveat. That's his out. That's right. So he's, he's put the investigation now in somebody else's hands. He didn't watch a day of trial. There's not <laughs> one DPS staffer that went over there and watched a minute of trial. Nobody from his office went over there and watched that trial. So that reaction of his is simply in reaction to Tucker Carlson. Granted, that's all great and stuff. Now, is he going to really do it? Well, he gave it. He said, well, let's see what the board and pardons and parole says. You send me a yes, I'm, it, I'll sign it right away. 
That's what it meant. If he gets, he if they, if they get, he gets a new trial. If he gets uh, no, he kicked back on appeal. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. If he gets kicked back on appeal or he gets a new trial, then that kind of saves he saves face a little bit, also. You know, there's a lot of ways to save face, and one is like Rick Perry says, or I'm sorry, George George W. Bush said. <laughs> um, well, you had all your fair appeals. <laughs> and that's the point let the process work that's why the process is there it it was a bad scene all the way around but they elected to have 12 jurors hear it and those people heard it and they came away with a different view point of view than everybody who kind of turned up you know turned on the media at six o'clock news to see how the day went yeah, so um, they sat through it all. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. And, and you know, he's he's been judged by a, a, a jury of his peers. Uh, we'll see yeah, how the board, how the board of pardons, you know, how they do this because they've been appointed by the governor. So they're going to do what the governor wants. And so we'll see how that comes out. But like I said, I think he, the governor can save face because it all depends on the appeal, which you know, which direction that goes, and it also depends on if there's a new trial. Yeah, and and, and so does does Abbott win? Is that the? Is that was that his goal? Well, he won the he won the he won the internet for a day, right? And he probably won the internet for 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 a week or until such time that the board the the board comes back up with their report. Um, and I suspect that when they get lobbied as heavily as I suspect they're going to get lobbied, um, and they're and they're going to get all this same stuff back, um, the the unsealed unsealed uh, comments that he his text messages. They're gonna have a hard time because they're not. They don't like to, re, to let people out on parole who have a criminal background. If you have no criminal background, you're on your first charge in prison. They'll let you out on parole. You got a couple, and they're not too keen on that. This guy's got a family violence history, and he admits to driving drunk regularly. Yeah, all the time in his comments. But so he, but he like, wasn't oh, drunk. Well, but he wasn't drunk the night of. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you're not, you know, that you're not a menace to society to whom somebody should be extended a great uh, and extraordinary um, privilege. Yeah, a pardon from a murder trial. But a, yeah, a smart person's <laughs> gonna look through that and say, "Well, he wasn't drunk the day of, so that didn't have anything to do anything." I gotta judge this but guy on what he was doing there, the night we're of. Not there, we're not there to judge his guilt any further. No, that's, that's correct. Been established. That's correct. You cannot be pardoned unless you've been found guilty. Now, Timothy so says been- Timothy says the unsealing information seals the deal for a win for the prosecution. I disagree, Timothy. Uh, what I think is uh, the unsealing of all this information by the by the court is going to guarantee a change of venue if there's a new trial. Oh, I don't know about that. Why do you think that? Mike? Oh man, they're dirty man. The way the media is going, they're dragging him through the mud right now. They're talking about these racist comments, and he's racist. Uh, and racism mm-hmm. has nothing to do with this because he was, as a white guy, shot another white guy. I don't see what the racism has anything to do with anything, except for this Black Lives Matter allies that he's railing against. Ninety-nine percent of them were white. About. I don't, I don't see what the issue is. Especially that the night. Black Lives Matters allies. Why wouldn't he have shot the black girl in the wheelchair then if he was so racist? Right. The one oh, the one that Gary Foster was pushing in front of the car. And that's why the jury didn't get to hear that stuff. The, that, the judge omitted that from the jury because they didn't want the jury to be distracted from the question at hand, which was, was this murder and was self-defense uh, is self-defense uh available and just just keep in mind time and time and time after again garrett foster was using 
his girlfriend, the you know the black female, as a stop a, a stop sign for oncoming traffic. He literally pushed her in front of the vehicles. He did this several times on several days. I got pictures of him in front of the Austin Police Department pushing his girlfriend in front of a vehicle. I'm going to show that picture here in a second. That was kept, that was caught from the the uh, the cameras at the Austin Police Department and also the uh, the cameras that the city of Austin uses. Well, Mike, why didn't you go down to testify for the fellow? Nah, that's not my job. <laughs> testify. I'm not his attorney. But, but, but you had but but you had evidence that proves that he was innocent. Or that <laughs> that didn't have anything. That didn't have anything to do with the you day know, of. That had nothing to do with the moment in time testified. when he was just fighting and defending himself. That's Daniel Perry. If you would have testified to show that it was Garrett Foster who's engaged in, in, in practices of of, of intimidation. And intimidation, racism, pushing a black female in front of oncoming traffic. Are you serious? Boy, we pointing that racism point in the wrong right direction. There. That's a civil rights violation right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we come back from the break. We're going to talk about this and more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Wolfer, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're going to change gears just a little bit. We're going to talk about this uh, serial killer possibility. What's going on here in Austin? People being drugged and, and pushed into the lake and drowned down town austin texas you know what's happening around Ladyburg lake there's a facebook group over sixty thousand people are on this facebook group and they're going back and forth they're pointing fingers at people they're kicking people off the group like crazy man is the killer in the group i don't know we're gonna find out we're getting down to the bottom of this we're the ones that broke this story and we're gonna push this story all the way to the end until we figure out what's going on all right so gary all right, so we have a map that we're going to pull up here. It shows the locations of every one of the four bodies that has been that have been found in the lake, pulled from Ladybird Lake in 2023. There's a fifth body that we've added to the list as well that um, was not that was not um, that was not in the water. It was found next to the water. And um, we also have some pictures here of the victims just to show you the, the, the resemblance that each of these uh, people, ha- that each of the victims has to each other. Um, and this timeline uh, goes back to 2019. Is that correct, Jamie? 18. 2018. 2018 with mm-hmm. Martin Gutierrez, correct? Yes. The end of 2018? Okay. So um, with that said, I will turn this over to Jamie to... Uh, talk about each individual victim, and then after that, we can show the video of the interviews I did over on Rainy. I actually went down there, and I asked about 40 or 50 people uh, if they actually think there's a serial killer in Austin, Texas. All right, so we're looking at this map, Jamie, so yeah, explain so, to me. So uh, you see, basically what it is is uh, each each person that was that was found in this lake since 29, uh, 2018, starting off with Martin Gutierrez. Uh, Gary and I just interviewed his sister-in-law just a few days ago. Mm. Martin went missing from Rainy Street. Um, he was at a bar called Alibi. Um, his uh, his family says that he was acting extremely odd, very out of character, and uh, he went missing. They they have no clue what happened to him, and they found him several uh, several days later in the lake. 
Um, from there, um, we're looking at uh, uh, the unidentified body. That was Thaddeus Quest. That's down there at the uh, southeast portion of the lake. Uh, that is the body that uh, Thad uh, had found uh, back on January the 4th. Um, that is Quest. Okay, so where's that, is that going to be? That is uh, down at the uh, southeastern portion. It's across from Oracle. Right. Pleasant Valley. Oh, that yeah. far down. Which is wow. where that's, okay. And that, that guy, that was the fifth body that we're not sure if it's connected because it wasn't actually wet or in the water, according and to Thaddeus's interview. Literally directly across from where they found the body yesterday. We could see the spot where Thad found that body oh, wow. from where we were standing yesterday. So mm, literally yeah. right across the lake. Um and then it goes into uh, uh, Jason John uh, was found on February the 5th, if my memory serves me right. Um, again, he was on Rainy Street, went missing from there, and was in the water for a few days before he was found. Uh, and uh, uh, the the one that is kind of an unknown as well as Clifton Axtell, he went, uh, he went missing uh, and was found on March the 5th. That, that, Particular death has not been reported on by the media in at this all. town at all. At all, complete silence. So, I found a little blurb about it, but with no name. So, so Jamie essentially found this on his own, and yeah. we're now breaking this on the show. Yeah, just like we basically broke this whole thing, which exactly. people have been talking about for a long time, but media won't touch it. They're not, and the police are not transparent, and they're not reassuring people, like you said. In that interview earlier, yep. you said the police are, if they were so positive these weren't accidents, they they would be saying that to yes. prevent pandemonium. Yeah, it, it's odd how they are literally, you know, when asked yesterday specifically about um, why aren't you covering this? Why aren't you, uh, uh, why, are, why are you not putting out any information? And they went into their standard uh, answer of, you know, uh, go out with friends, watch your surroundings. Um, and we, you know, at that same point, when he held that press conference, it was literally about two hours, three hours after the body was found. And they are already going into the line of not one thing suspicious was found with this. I think that I think they may have some DNA of a suspect. They could very well. I, you know, I and think they're not telling us. Yeah, and, you know, I think a lot of the reason that they're not talking about it is because Rainy Street is the entertainment area that's a lot of money in that in that, that particular spot, and they're not wanting to freak anybody it out. It could also be something as simple as um, they have their own investigation and they don't sure. want people derailing it, which would be people probably like us. But. What, what are we breaking today? What's what's that no one's talked about? Clifton Axtell. Clifton Axtell. No, there was a body that was found yesterday that we were just yeah, oh, that yeah, we were talking yeah, about. yeah. Um, so this body was found about two miles from Rainy, and it was severely decomposed. Yep. Um, that is it was downstream, right? That which is, I think, why it was so far downstream. And that would make yeah. sense if the body did go in in the been rainy there quite area. a while. Yeah, yes, it's been exactly. there a while, and you know it would take a little while to to make it that far. And here's the other thing: where that, that body... person that person could have been killed before this previous one. Yes, exactly. Yes, and where that body was found, it was making its way down the lake. That body was very decomposed, and if you look at where the body was found, there's so much foot traffic and so many fishermen in that area, it would be impossible for that to go unnoticed for any length of time. When they So there was several 911 calls about it yesterday. That body had to have gotten there yesterday. It right. had to have came down the river and just gotten to a spot where people and it could got actually stuck. see it. Exactly. Right. So, there, it, like I said, would be impossible in that spot. We, I mean, while we were there, there was, what, four or five fishermen. In and we just had area. a lot of rain. 
a lot so of So that rain. makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Right, Setting right, right, right. So it could be from the Rainy Street area. So speaking Boy, of which. Boy, Timothy, I tell you, you are smart, Timothy. So, so speaking <laughs> of which, we've got a video of the interviews we did. It's on a little bit of a lighter note because, uh, you know, we went down to Rainy and asked people if they're scared or if they think there really is a serial killer. And, uh, you know, we did this at like 10 p.m. So some of these people are a little bit in, uh, buzzed or intoxicated. But uh, let's go ahead and roll that. No, you know what? You, oh, before we roll that, let me tell you what, what we should do. Timothy says they, put, they need to put the halos in that area. Eh, no, I, you know, or we need trail to, cams. let's put some game cameras in that area. Yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to go down there and put some yeah. game cameras down there. And, and, and you know, and you know, places. I first heard that they said that they should put trail cameras down there in that Facebook group. So yeah, there's there's definitely some chaotic conspiracy theories in that Facebook group. Smiley face killer, occult killers, and this and that. But there's also people in there that really do have some very good ideas, really thought out ideas. All right, let's For go. Sure. Ahead, let's go ahead and roll this clip. On Rainy Street in Austin. I can't really confirm or deny. You are asking the one person who doesn't know. I don't think so. Maybe. I think there is. Yes. Yes. Me and my dog are trying to eat. I don't really give a f about a serial killer. 100%. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I don't like this negative attitude. I don't think there is. I think it's just an urban legend. I've heard all about that serial killer. You know what the f I gotta say? I'm from Baltimore, baby. I dare that f serial killer to try me, my I don't say no. There's not a serial killer there. I think someone's dumbass enough. It sucks. But guess what? No. There's no homos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, brother. I appreciate you, man. What do you think's happening? I think people are just getting really drunk and just passing out in places they shouldn't be. Possibly just really drunk people that are falling into the river. Unless you're really drunk or, you know, on some type of drugs, how do you let somebody lure you to the water and then you drown? Uh, they're saying that these guys are getting drugged. Oh, well, then that's unfortunate. You would think maybe their watch would be gone, their, their stuff would be stolen, their credit cards would be used, maybe. Honestly, the first thing I think is that they would be raped. Maybe we don't know about men as much. What if the killers are women, dude? That's, that's possible. Come on, man. That's possible. I mean, it's 2023, baby. It's 2023, there's female serial killers. Who do you think it is? Like, what kind of person do you think it is? Somebody with really bad intentions. You think it's a woman? It could be. You think it's a gay woman? You're not allowed to say that. This is 2023. You're gonna get canceled. <laughs> All right. Is it a woman? Is it a man? What's the deal here? It's a guy. It's a guy. You think it's a gay dude? Yeah. I think it's a gay dude too. What do you think? The same. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was like some type of vengeful, you know, lady. She got raped or something. It's a team. It's a team. It's a team of both of them. The shorty pulls him back to the crib, the dude steps out of the closet. It's like that. Are you scared? Uh, no. I always have a, a blade on me just because uh, I work here, I cut a lot of boxes. Are you not worried that this guy's going to catch on to you and he's going to follow you around and try to kill you and your family? Dude, no, I'm not. I mean, should be, dude. Are you scared? Are you scared of this? Well, I'm not a male. Oh, so you don't care about men? Okay. Supposedly, it's, uh, what, dangerous to come to Rainy Street now because there's things happening. Somebody's allegedly drowning people in the lake. <laughs> That's the guy we should follow. Hey! What a From a female mind, why would someone be killing these guys? Maybe he's bored? I don't know. Based on NCIS, I would say that he has a problem. You think he's gay? According to 
It could be. What is the motive of the killer? If there's a killer. Ooh. It's gotta be about money. It's always about money. It, it's an inside job. Do you, are you the serial killer? I could be. I could be. I heard that it was like uh, mixed race, you know what I mean? He was targeting interracial. Interesting. Uh, I'm gonna have to cross-reference that with the with the chart I got going on. Okay, wh what's their motive? Just kill him, I guess. They're just pure evil. They just absolutely kill Do you think it's a man or a woman? Honestly, I couldn't answer that question because I have no idea. Do you think that the killer is targeting certain people? No idea. Why are the only people that are dying are brunettes with brown eyes? Where'd you hear that? Every victim that's drowned is brunette with brown eyes. I didn't even know that. You think it's overblown? Who knows? Okay. Not a lot of strong opinions, but very based in facts. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, it's all good, bro. This is Austin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird, dude. Sounds to me like the police kind of are leaving some details out. I don't really trust the police, honestly. Austin is trying to do as a growing community, you know? You think they need that? So one of my one of my buddies who's in journalism as well mentioned that he thought that uh, they would make up a story like a serial killer to lower the prices of the houses around here to buy up the rest of the houses on Rainy Street so they can make apartment developments. How about that? I mean, that's, that's interesting, but I mean, anything's possible, right? I know there are a few people that hold out down here, you know? There's one at the end. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, dude, I appreciate your help, brother. I appreciate you, man. You got a dollar? Kind of look like the demographic that he's killing. Yeah? You kind of do, too. I, I know. That's why I'm a little bit paranoid. We are both f***ed, brother. <laughs> we are both Texas is a one-way consent state. No, 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 you guys. Hey, right over here, right over here, right over here. Get that, get that, get that. Is that So we're looking for a killer here in Austin, and all we found is a street brawl. Pretty common for Austin, unfortunately. Where'd the cop go? All right. No, 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 no. And this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talkin'. Peace, this is Mosh Toure. You're listening to Come and Talkin' Radio with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so, man, I tell you, that was intense. A lot of stuff going on downtown on Rainy Street there. Fights and, you know, and a lot of opinions there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I go down there. I like to have a good time when I'm talking to these people, get them loosened up, because we don't want to be too serious. Otherwise, nobody's going to want to talk to me about it, because it's obviously a dark topic, and it can be 
kind of, you know, depressing to talk about. But so, you know, I go down there, have a drink or two and talk to these people. But in all seriousness, um, we did talk to probably 40 people. Um, and the overall consensus was that mo I would say more than half the people think that these are just drunk men going to, you know, pee or, or being so drunk they fall into the lake. And then there are a lot of people who do think that there is a serial killer for whatever reason. A lot of the people thought that they it was either a woman or a gay guy going after a specific type of male, which, uh, Casey, if you put up the pictures of the victims on screen, we can see that they are all basically men that are uh, more tan, complected, uh, brown hair, brown eyes. Some of them actually look really similar. Um, Martin Gutierrez and Christian Pugh look a lot look alike. really similar. Yes. They look almost like they could be related. Yep. Um, but for the most part, I think people think it's just these are drunken mistakes. I'm actually curious if I went back down there now after they found another body, what people would say. Yeah. Now, what about this? Uh, you said there was another body that was found closer to, uh, was it not Google, but somebody else. Oracle? Oracle, yeah. That was the one Oracle. that we, that Thaddeus, Thaddeus where we Quest. interviewed Thaddeus. The interview we did on last week's that, show. That, that's going to be the January the 4th, 2023? <clears throat> yes. Unidentified? Okay, but we don't it. know if that's, I, we haven't, we don't even know who that, who that is. Right. And he, he wasn't was in the water, so. Yeah, and, and the only other one that's an unknown right now is Clifton Axtell. I found that guy on accident, that death, just by searching through APD records, uh, and then went, found his obituary. He was definitely missing from Rainy Street and found uh, dead in Ladybird on March the 5th of this year. And like I said, media is not talking about it. There's no information on that death. Hey, I, as right what about now. what about Christian Pugh? He was Where back was he in found? 2018. Oh, he went missing from Rainy Street. He was found alive, alive but three where? days later in where? rough shape, according to the news. But where? Um, on Congress and Ladybird. He was in the bushes right there by Congress. Yeah, it was Ladybird. It it's related, uh, wow. theoretically. Um, yeah. You guys need to put a spot on the map for he, him, too. He, uh, yeah, you know, we didn't do that because he. I'm, I'm waiting to hear from him, to talk to him, because... I reached out to him, and he was on a podcast called the Honeydew Something yeah. Podcast with Ryan Honeydew. Sickler. What? Yeah, honey. Yeah, it was on Honeydew. Oh, oh yeah, and um, and he said he he seemed like jovial about it. Now this was a while back, um, uh, a few months ago. But he his parents told Jamie that he was traumatized by this and didn't want to talk to media but then he's doing a podcast appearance so yeah it was uh try i think he was going to see tom segura he was uh, yeah when he yeah. was talking about that. so he so was like his family or someone's trying to cover for him exactly, exactly. that's what we were thinking and i all or, or protect him in some capacity yeah. because they don't think he should be talking about it even if he disagrees but my point is i didn't put him on the map yet because um i'm waiting to hear from him and you know, like, what if what if there's like another part of the story where he's like, "Yeah, I took some drugs and blacked out and went on this crazy bender." So I don't want to jump to conclusions here. Um, and you know, we obviously do speculate, but we do try to keep the speculation to yeah. somewhat of a minimum. And it's hard because there is a massive amount of information when you cover all these deaths. It is, right. it's you can get in the weeds real quick with it. Right, right, right. And and there is a Facebook group called the Lady Ladybird Lake Killer. Um, and you can you can go join it um, if you can get in. If you can get in, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Jamie was kicked out automatically because he maybe possibly said a word like a hot word. You're not supposed to say. You're not really allowed to say killer or a dead body and stuff like that. There's weird. Um, 
rules. Tag words, yeah, r- weird yeah. rules. I don't think they they handpicked him to remove him because one of them actually mentioned him in a post in a in a positive way. So, um, but the point I, that I want to say about the the Facebook group is like Michael said that the killer is probably in that group if there if this really is a serial killer or possibly uh, isolated murderers. But the group does have some good information in there, and people that, that that have brought up good points, like the trail cams. That's where I, that's where I heard that. So if you do want info, it's a place that is at least a source, not a database per se, but it is a source of information. Yeah. You just got to be careful. Got to be real careful in there because again, there's so much information. Uh, you don't know really what's real and what's not. So got to right. got to be careful. Man, it's, what do you think about all this stuff, Zach? Oh well, I mean, I think Gary's on to something. Because you fit yeah, in that, ca- going down that you fit in hole. that category. You should be. You know, so yeah. Gary. Yeah. He's out there. Yeah. Well, and, and someone, you know what? Someone asked, actually asked this question. You know, was uh, has any of the bodies been found with any rectal damage from rape? No, I don't think there have been. And if there know. has been, then the police haven't talked about it. But that was the first thing I thought too. Is like, what would be this guy's motive? He's just. Uh, you know, usually serial killers sexually torture or do do some something that is you know disgusting and and rape, r- sexual assault, something like that. All right. Well, think about it. What if they did come out and say, "Oh, there is, there's damage around the anus. There might be a serial killer." What would happen if APD oh, it would said be a that? Freak out. It'd be pandemonium. <laughs> Right, but It'd that's chaos. What you, what you think that you think that they shouldn't be honest and transparent with the people? You think, think the people can't I don't handle think it? They shouldn't be because now yeah. now there's just a bunch of speculation and people are just some people are just making stuff up. But this has been a rumor in Austin for like, you know, I had I had a buddy tell me that he's been following that these deaths for five yeah. years, five years, yeah. <laughs> and this is a buddy of mine that is uh, you know I, I I know him relatively well. He's not like just some he's not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but he's interested in this specifically. But he works in service and he's he works in the bars and he's been hearing these stories for five you can, years. You can people actually have, people are getting, getting drugged. Yeah, yes. you, you can take these deaths all the way back to two thousand eight. You know, yeah, I mean, and one it, one thing about men, men are embarrassed, they're afraid to actually come out and tell you something happened to them. Yeah, men will not do that. They're not going to let you know that someone maybe sexually assaulted them or something happened. They're, they're going to be afraid to mention those things, for sure. Yeah, the only uh, so the uh, going back to the the injuries on the body. The the only confirmed injury to a body that I know of was Martin Gutierrez. He had blunt force trauma on back, the back of his head, back right occipital, occipital lobe, right near the where the head meets the neck. Yeah, he had an actual bruise on his brain. Who is this so, again? Uh, Martin, Martin Gutierrez, Gutierrez, 2018. Um, and uh, we did talk to his sister-in-law. Yes, yeah, sister. Um, and uh, she. She had some stuff to say. Um, that, that definitely contradicts what the police officer said. The police this said was that one no... guy that had this damage. Yeah. This year, none of the bodies have yeah. had damage, allegedly. Uh, and we don't even know. We still don't have the death certificate or the, or any of the report from the body that Thad, Thaddeus yep. found. So th- there's a lot of unanswered questions here. And the police are definitely, um, they, they have info that the public doesn't know about. Jamie's FOIA had about 10,000 different things. Um, I, I've talked to a number of people when we were, th- when I was down there yesterday, I talked to a handful of people that were there and it, it, nobody really has, um, any, the only person that had any info that was really different was Thaddeus. And he said that there was a guy there that was really interested in what was going on. So maybe potentially somebody's murdering people and throwing them in the lake. So it looks like they drowned and throwing people off the trail. All right. So we're going to stay on this case. We're going to talk about this we're, uh, later on down the road. We're going to continue to research this. 
Uh, sorry we didn't get to you on the phone lines. Hope we'll get to you next time. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.